It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, I tell you what, folks, on Bot Radio Network, everywhere else other than Kansas, other program is being used right now. But in the state of Kansas, the most important issue is the issue of abortion. Tell us why that's important, Rich. Right. It's the issue of the sanctity of human life. And we're talking about the value them both amendment that's necessary because of the terrible Supreme Court decision that was handed down last year. And that's the Kansas Supreme Court. That's right. The Kansas State Supreme Court that puts at risk all of the pro-life legislation that has been enacted over the last several decades in the state of Kansas to protect innocent human life as much as possible. Now, what... See, it was the issue, it was the decision the Kansas Supreme Court handed down uh, this year. Right. Well, somehow they decreed that there's a, a right to abortion in the, in the Kansas state constitution. After 150 years, nobody saw it before, but somehow they found it or they declared it or they decreed it. And now the only way to fix that is with a constitutional amendment. And that's what's called the value them both amendment. And that's what the Kansas state legislature in Topeka is trying to enact. And they need a two-thirds majority in both houses to be able to do that. The Senate the Kansas State Senate in Topeka passed it with a two-thirds majority. Because it's in a constitutional amendment, which requires two-thirds majority. Go ahead. And the House failed to get their two-thirds majority by only four votes. Now, of course, all of the pro-abortionists, the, the, the Democrats are all pro-abortion. They voted no. But what was surprising is that Four votes, four Republicans who, of course, ran on a pro-life Republican ticket, voted no also. And they are what I call the fatal four. Who are they? The fatal four. There are Jan Kessinger in Overland Park, Leewood. Okay, next. Tom Phillips in Manhattan, Kansas. Don Heineman out in western Kansas, Scott mm-hmm. City, Oakley, that area out there, and Bill Panbacker in north central Kansas mm-hmm. around the area of Washington. Is there a main number people right now could write down that will give them exactly a way to reach their legislator, their their uh, their rep? And, and, and leave a message. Yes, on. there's a legislative hotline. If you call this number and uh, tell them where you live, they can tell you who your representative is, and they can also uh, send a message to that representative or perhaps one of these fatal four as well. And that number is 1-800-432-3924. one 800 24. Yeah, but it's the four Republicans. Let's see what the Republican president of the United States had to say on this issue. Here it is. In 2017, doctors at St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City delivered one of the earliest premature babies ever to survive. Born at just 21 weeks and six days and weighing less than a pound, Ellie Schneider was a born fighter. Through the skill of her doctors and the prayers of her parents, little Ellie kept on winning the battle of life. Today, Ellie is a strong, healthy two-year-old girl sitting with her amazing mother, Robin. In the gallery, Ellie and Robin, we are glad to have you with us tonight. 
Ellie reminds us that every child is a miracle of life. And thanks to modern medical wonders, 50% of very premature babies delivered at the hospital where Ellie was born now survive. It's an incredible thing. Our goal should be to ensure that every baby has the best chance to thrive and grow just like Ellie. That is why I'm asking Congress to provide an additional $50 million to fund neonatal research for America's youngest patients. That is why I'm also calling upon members of Congress here tonight to pass legislation finally banning the late-term abortion of babies. See, the way the very liberal Supreme, state Supreme Court justice, Kansas Supreme Court justice are ruling now, there is no limit. There is no limit, and they're finding that somehow in the existing Constitution. So that's why the amendment is so important. Now, President Trump went on to say, this is cut 351, uh, Mr. Producer. Uh, president Trump, who is the president? Uh, you know, he was elected by the whole, all the people in America that voted for him, but he is the Republican president. Here's what he said. We're upholding the sanctity of life. Sanctity of life. And we are doing that like nobody has ever done it before from this position. And we're pursuing medical breakthroughs to save premature babies because every child is a sacred gift from God. You see, Rich, this all kind of harks back to 1991, 1992 in Wichita, Kansas, where they had the Summer of Mercy where the number one late-term abortionist, George Tiller, was functioning and doing abortion so late that many other states couldn't handle it. But people were able to come into Kansas, and he'd do the job. He'd do the job. Now, here is little Gianna Jessen. You're going to hear the voice of Marlon Maddox, who had the point of view broadcast at that time, and little Gianna Jessen was a survivor. She was a survivor of a saline abortion, which was, at that time, kind of the popular way to kill a kid. Here it is. Tell us a little of your story. Well, I'm adopted, and my biological mother was 17 and seven months pregnant, and she went in and had a saline abortion. And a saline abortion... I'll just describe real briefly because a lot of people don't know what it is. It's a saline salt solution that's injected into the mother's womb. The baby gulps that solution. It burns the baby inside and out, and she delivers a dead baby within 24 hours. It's exactly what happens. But I came out alive, and I have no burns on my body. And um, I just I believe it was the hand of God that was on me and protected me and Kept me alive. Yeah. You see, that little Jenna Jessen was not property. She was a little girl. She was a little baby girl in the womb from the moment of conception. And it's her life we're focusing on. And absolutely, that's what the president was talking about in the little baby that was born, what was it, about a pound rich in Kansas City. It's the baby. And can we focus on that? Not property. But the baby, does the Kansas legislature care? 
and these four Republicans when everyone else was joining together to change the Constitution so the baby would have some protection. Uh, well, that's, that's just a very sad thing, isn't it, Rich? i tell you what, uh, Mr. Producer, let's just hear a little bit more from the President of the United States. I think that's cut to 352. This is the March for Life. It is my profound honor to be the first president in history to attend the March for Life. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, you know, a lot of the Kansas people were there. I know my great-granddaughter was there from Colorado Christian University in Colorado. The, the, the crowd was huge because what he said was about life. Uh, four Republicans, what do you call them, Rich? The fatal, the fatal four. four. Uh, All of the Democrats voted no, and the fatal four yeah. Republicans voted with them. Let's cut for you 353. Uh, let's hear what he said. For 47 years, Americans of all backgrounds have traveled from across the country to stand for life. And today, as President of the United States, I am truly proud to stand with you. Now, you see, you all know the movie Unplanned. Uh, they tried to block that from being shown in the theaters. They tried everything under the sun to boycott it, to absolutely blacklist it, because here is Abby Johnson. And she was, you know, we're talking about nice people. The point is not whether you're nice or not, whether you're polite or not, whether you dress properly or not, or even whether you go to a church or not. It's the issue of life. And Abby Johnson was working for a Planned Parenthood clinic, the largest one, I think, in the country at that time, down in Texas, and she was doing a good job for them. Man, they trained her how to be a good salesman, and she became the manager, the manager of the largest Planned Parenthood clinic at that time, and then she discovered what it was all about, and this is her story. And man, did they ever try to block it. Now, you all see the television commercials for the pillow guy. <laughs> He's got his pillows up in Minnesota. He saw, do you know what? When they were doing this movie, they were short of money. There's not a lot of money. You know, the, the pro-life people, they're not the money crowd. They're not the money that can raise millions and billions. It's a drop of a hat. Not, not. <laughs> These people are sacrificial. These people mean it. It comes from their heart. So anyway... They got Mike Lindell on the phone. He was just ready to get on an airplane someplace, and they said, will you help us? And he said, what do you need to finish that movie? And they told him. And he said, consider it done. And man alive. No paper signed even. This is Abby Johnson's own story. I had been lied to by Planned Parenthood, and because of that, I had in turn lied to thousands and thousands of women. That wasn't supposed to happen. This baby wasn't supposed to be, you know, fighting for his life. I mean, that's that's not what Planned Parenthood has told me. Um, and so, but we had a visiting doctor come in that day, and, and he was describing that, you know, it's actually safer if a doctor can see what he's doing while he's performing surgery. And this is just something I'd never thought about um, before. And he said, well, you know, if time permits, I will... 
uh, call you in and, and show you what using an ultrasound during an abortion looks like. Uh, that time did come, and I was asked to go into the room. So my job was to hold the ultrasound probe in place so the doctor would be able to, in his words, visualize his target. I uh, stood there, we did the measurement, the baby was 13 weeks along, and I, uh, the doctor began the procedure, and I could see the, the, the tube, the, the suction tube, the suction wasn't yet turned on, but I could see that tube going into the woman's uterus, I could see it on the ultrasound screen. And I watched as this tube went right up next to the side of this child. And when it touched this, this baby in the womb, the baby jumped and he began flailing his, his arms and legs as if he were trying to move away from that abortion instrument. And the doctor asked the technician to turn on the suction and he said, beam me up, Scotty and the suction was turned on and i just remember watching this this tiny body of this baby i could see it being twisted and turned on the on the ultrasound screen and i just saw pieces of the baby just disappearing i knew the pieces were disappearing into the suction machine and the the last thing that that remained on that ultrasound screen for just a moment was this perfectly formed little tiny backbone. I could see it on the screen. That was the only thing that was left. And then all of a sudden the screen was black and I knew the abortion was complete. And, um, and I, I left the room. I went to my office. Um, and I just thought, that wasn't supposed to happen. This this baby wasn't supposed to feel what was taking place. This baby wasn't supposed to know that that instrument was there. This baby wasn't supposed to be, you know, fighting for his life. I mean, that's that's not what Planned Parenthood has told me. And uh, I I knew then in that moment I knew that I had been lied to by Planned Parenthood. And because of that, I had in turn lied to thousands and thousands of women who came into my facility. And so uh, I, knew I, I knew I had to leave. I knew I had to make a change. I didn't know what that was going to be like. I didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, but I made the decision to leave. Well, you see, she made the decision to leave. These four Kansas Republican reps have made the decision to leave it continue to happen unabated by not going with the rest of the and and changing the state constitution so that babies like that could be protected and this is really it rich i want to make this point this amendment was an issue that was to be put on the ballot for all of the people in kansas the voters to have a chance to vote on and they took the vote away from the people. That's what this measure was, to be able to put it on the ballot in the next general election so that the people would be able to vote on it. And they voted against it. That's the thing that's really hard to take. That's right. These four Republicans joined with all of the pro-abortion Democrats to take the vote away from the people. Yeah. Now we heard 
Abby Johnson's story in her own words, by the way, and that was her voice. I want to go back to cut to 348, and I want the people once again to hear what the president of the United States said about a little baby being born in Kansas instead of being sucked out of a tube like was just described. In 2017, doctors at St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City delivered one of the earliest premature babies ever to survive. Born at just 21 weeks and six days and weighing less than a pound, Ellie Schneider was a born fighter. Through the skill of her doctors and the prayers of her parents, little Ellie kept on winning the battle of life. Today, Ellie is a strong, healthy two-year-old girl sitting with her amazing mother, Robin. In the gallery, Ellie and Robin, we are glad to have you with us tonight. (laughs) Ellie reminds us that every child is a miracle of life. And thanks to modern medical wonders, 50% of very premature babies delivered at the hospital where Ellie was born now survive. It's an incredible thing. You see, folks, you see, folks, now ask yourself, is your pastor saying as much as the president of the United States? None of us are the same, hopefully, as we were 10 years ago, five years ago. I don't know. But I'll tell you, this was the president that was saying this for the first time in American history and joining on on the platform with the, the, the right to life. The March for Life. The March for Life in Washington. Now, Jill Stenick, you see, years ago, here was a little nurse, and she'd come out of nursing school, and she was going to be a nurse, and she was going to help people and care about people, and she came from a good home and all of that stuff, and she got a job uh, in Christ Hospital in Illinois. I think that's up in the Chicago area. And then she discovered, you know what, Rich, this is something to think about. She discovered what was happening at Christ Hospital. I wonder what's happening in your church that has the name Christ connected to what is preached about or believed in or anything else. This is what Jill Stenick's story was at this young nurse. You listen to this. Thanks for having me, Mr. Bott. And you're absolutely right. I was a registered nurse at Christ Hospital on the southwest side of Chicago when I discovered the hospital was not only involved in late-term abortions, but that the method of abortion that the hospital used sometimes resulted in babies being aborted alive. And if they were aborted alive, they were allowed to die in the soiled utility room without any medical intervention whatsoever. So let's let's just stop there then. And this is the case where they intentionally intended to kill the kid. And they right. failed and they failed. And they failed. The child lived anyway. The child was alive anyway. There is the child alive and well. And not well, but is surviving uh, the attempt on its life. And and so this is the scene Uh, that you're describing, and you were a nurse in that hospital. Yes, and went to work there thinking I would be safe at a hospital named Christ from abortion, because who would think? But I found out that this was going on 
And then one night, a nursing co-worker was taking a little abortion survivor to the soiled utility room because his parents didn't want to hold him, and she didn't have time to hold him that night. And he was a 21-week baby. And when she told me what she was doing, I couldn't bear the thought of this suffering child dying alone. And so I cradled and rocked him for the 45 minutes that he lived. Now, this is um, a hospital, Christ Hospital, for goodness sakes. Is that associated with a particular church or denomination? or what Yes, is it? it's affiliated with two denominations, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America and the United Church of Christ, which are both pro-abortion denominations, which is something I didn't even know existed, um, that a pro-abortion church denomination uh, back in the day. But now I know that it's it's relatively prevalent. So you were a young nurse in that in that ward, in that hospital, in that department, and so on and so forth. You probably heard whispers. You probably heard little little statements or something that you didn't quite understand or know about. Is it, am I describing this approximately the way it was? Well, actually, it was going on quietly in the in the labor and delivery department since 1978, and I worked in the department for a year and didn't know that it was going on all around me until one night I heard a report that we were aborting a second trimester baby, and that one also had Down syndrome, and that was the first that I heard about it. And even when the story went eventually public, um, nurses in the next department, the neonatal unit, didn't believe it. They didn't know what was going on either, so it was very hush-hush. Well, somebody had to know what was going on, and the truth is what you're describing is happening across America, and no more so than Planned Parenthood. That that, are, that is being supported by people's tax money. But go on. In other words, this is your bar mitzvah, as it were. This was your awakening as to what it was all about. Right. I'd been personally pro-life before that time, but needless to say, I think just about anybody who held an abortion survivor, like I did for 45 minutes, would be instantly converted into a pro-life activist. And I was. And so uh, I had first tried to appeal to the hospital privately to stop and followed the mandate of Matthew 18 when Jesus, you know, when you find someone in sin, you approach them privately, took back a couple of witnesses again privately, such as um, Cardinal Francis George of Chicago and Dr. C. Everett Koop, who was a pro-life surgeon general under President Reagan. He also appealed to the hospital. And when the hospital wouldn't stop, um, I went public. And this was in 1999, and I probably started talking to you not too long after that. (laughs) Folks, I want you to hear now. I mean, that little baby was taken to the soiled linen closet to finish its little life alone with the dirty linen, with the dirty linen. Listen to what President Trump uh, said in his State of the Union address that all of the Democrats, they hated. Nancy Pelosi tore up the speech that she had a copy of. This is what he said. In 2017, doctors at St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City delivered one of the earliest premature babies ever to survive. Born at just 21 weeks and six days and weighing less than a pound, Ellie Schneider was a born fighter. Through the skill of her doctors and the prayers of her parents, little Ellie kept on winning the battle of life. Today, Ellie is a strong, healthy two-year-old girl sitting with her amazing mother, Robin. In the gallery, Ellie and Robin, we are glad to have you with us tonight. That little girl was not property. 
that was not property. I get weary. The mother has the right to do with her own body what she wants. Who's going to argue with that, mister? The interesting thing is that Jill Stenick, but, the little baby, was 21 weeks that was taken to the soiled linen department. But and, I'll tell you, and this little baby was saved at the same year, the same age of gestation. And the doctor has two patients. Yeah. Do we realize this is not property? This is a baby. Let's hear Phil Kagey once again for a moment. Who will speak up for the little ones? Helpless and half abandoned. They've got a right to choose life they don't want to lose. I've got to speak up. See, now, the Democrats in Kansas, they voted 100 percent against, you know, this this uh, ballot where the people would be able to vote on it. The value of them both. It's the four Republicans that worked. What? what, Give us the fatal four. Jan Kessinger, Overland Park, Leewood. Next one. Tom Phillips, Manhattan. Don Heineman out there by Scott City and Oakley, Kansas, that area. And Bill Panbacker in north central Kansas around Washington, Kansas. I tell you what, here's Donna Lepold to talk about what's happening very soon in a few days. The message is, let Kansas vote and value them both. This is not over. We are going to see this amendment pass and put on the August ballot. Kansas, we can do this. Come to the Capitol on Wednesday, February 19th, 10 a.m. Bring your children, bring your churches, bring your Bible studies. It's time to rally for life. Oh, I like that. A big prayer and fasting uh, rally, what Wednesday. Would you, what would you say in closing? 10 a.m. And, uh, and that's going to be inside, too, at the Rotunda. Uh, folks, let me give this uh, phone number again, if I have a second to do that. Yeah. 1-800-432-3924. That's the Kansas legislative hotline number, and they can put you in touch with your representative. Yeah, when they answer, you give them your address, you give them your address, your location, they will absolutely tell you exactly who your representative is. doesn't matter if Republicans yeah. or Democrats, and they need to hear from the people. It is the people's house. It's, they are the public servants. It's called the Value Them Both Amendment. Yes, it is. And this rally coming up, man, alive, Rich. I know some people are are, are uh, chartering buses and Sunday school buses and everything else, and they're going to have a speaker in the rotunda. And it's a prayer and prayer and fasting and kindness and love. Rich, I tell you what, I get pretty excited when we talk about this, but we got to go. This is Dick Bott with his chapter, The Complete Story as a Public Service, with my son Rich, and we'll see you later. 